Today we discuss why content marketing is important for your business. Developing content can be a challenge and time consuming, but in today's episode, we'll give you a better understanding of when you should hire a content marketer for your business and how to budget properly. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. I am Bill with W. Parmentier Photography. I'm Justin of Justin Kerr Design. I'm Alicia with the Spark Social. And together we make up the, the Marketing, Marketing Essentials, Essentials team. team. All right. So today we're here to talk about content marketing. We have a guest, Aileen McDonough. Welcome, Aileen. Welcome. Thank you for having me. So a little bit about Aileen and then I'll let you take the wheel. Aileen has been in the word business since she won the citywide spelling bee in fifth grade. She's originally from Connecticut, but now here in Little Roadie with us. And she has two decades of experience in writing, editing, marketing, and publishing. So her experience ranges from writing, editing, and, and sales and marketing to the production process. And she's been published in the Rhode Island Small Business Journal. And her pieces can also be read on medium.com. So Aileen, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. So content marketing, you are with 3AM Writers. I don't think I got to mention that in your little bio, in, in the bio intro, but can you tell us a little bit about 3AM Writers and the type of content that you work with clients on? Mm-hmm. 3AM Writers is my own company. I am a writer, editor, and um, content marketer, and we've been in business for almost 14 years now. Wow. Um, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Holding steady. Yeah. I've been, as you said, I've been in the business. I've been a writer for my whole life, but I've also been in publishing, and so I have two decades of experience. 3AM Writers is basically about creating great content and being part of creating great content. You know, with the advent of the web, it's easier than ever to become your own publisher. And that means that, I mean, there's a wonderful democratic piece to that, which means that everybody can create content, but that also means that everybody can create content. Because <laughs> not everybody can yes. do it well. well exactly. Hence <laughs> our company. I have to ask, because I'm. it's a great name. Oh, thank by you. By the way, so, and I'm sure there's a story behind it. Oh, yes, yes. Um, when I started my company, my children were babies, and um, I, had, I had two babies slash toddler children and a dog, and 3 a.m. was the only time it was ever quiet in my house. Uh-huh. So I did do a lot of my writing at 3 a.m. That's um, awesome. At that time. I don't do that anymore um, as much, but I, I still am kind of a night person, so it, it fit with That's not only... like 11 a.m. writers. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like a 3 p.m. writers after a nap. <laughs> um, but at that time, it really was, that was really the only time it was quiet, so... That's where we came up with the name. I sure, I'm sure a lot of business owners can relate to that too because at the end of the day when you're done running your business, it seems like middle of the night, 3 a.m. is like yes. when you're getting to the marketing of your business. Yes. On that note, 
what is content marketing? Because it's kind of like a catchphrase almost, or mm. it gets thrown around a lot and everybody's like, I need content, I need content. But content marketing, what does that mean to you and to 3AM writers? Well, what it means to me is that you're creating your own content. You're your own publisher of content. And that can mean written content. That can mean video content. That can mean images. But really, you're creating this content or curating it mm-hmm. um, and putting it out there to market your business okay. in a nutshell. And why is it important to have content? In today's day and age, I think you know we look at social media, digital, and you started 14 years ago, so you've probably seen the way content was produced, shared, published, change. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's more important now than ever to have content or has it always just been important? And with social, it's just more prevalent to have content? I think it's always been important, but mm-hmm. it's definitely evolved over time. I mean, mm-hmm. when I started my business, I was still telling people, oh, you don't need to be on Facebook. Um, and I wasn't wrong. I mean, that's how quickly things have changed. Yeah. It was, it, it evolved so quickly. And what I find for, you know, for why you would need content, why you'd need to produce your own content is the reason behind that is that, you know, you are the one who controls your messaging and your story as a company owner or as an individual, you know, whatever you're trying to market, you have the opportunity to do that yourself. So why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. I mean, why wouldn't you take that opportunity and say, well, this is my story, this is my product, and have that opportunity to, to talk about it in exactly the way you want to say it and to get it out there. And I think content marketing <coughs> is important also because it goes hand in hand with other types of marketing. So other channels of marketing are all fed from content marketing. So if you think about social media, you know, the first thing you do when the first thing that happens when you hire anybody for social media or um, you know, even digital marketing, if you hire somebody to do your SEO, the first thing they're going to ask you is, well, what is your content like? Mm-hmm. So it all flows from that. If your content is bad, you're going to have trouble with every other piece of marketing that you do. It all emanates from that. So this could be content for your website, for your blog, but also for written pieces. Mm-hmm. So brochures or, or flyers, things like that. Content. Even a letter. Yeah. I mean, even a letter that you put out there is a piece of content marketing. Even a press release now can be part of content marketing. Very it true. all kind of comes back to that. So if, if that doesn't work, then very little else is going to. So, and you mentioned, um, you said SEO. Mm-hmm. And we, so search engine optimization. Would you say when you write, does the content take a focus for keywords or just more like user experience or is it a mix of both for online? Well, we try to balance it because mm-hmm. we don't write for bots. You know, we write for True. people. True. Um, so I think, and I think that's another important thing. I think for a while there was um, a trend in um, search engine optimization where people were just keyword stuffing. So you could just kind of hire anybody to do that. But in the end, it, it swung back around. And now Google um, and other search engines are at the point where they can tell if you have bad content. And they will, they will, that will hurt you in the rankings. So, so they're rewarding you for doing it the right way. Yes. Okay. I would want to know if, in addition to helping your clients with their content, do you help them shape their voice at all? Yes, I do. Um, I've worked with some great agencies and learned a lot about branding in the past several years. Um, I've worked with some great agencies in New York that focus on specifically branding. So I can sit down with a client and really take them from, you know, from the brand and the original story and the messaging on through till the end execution. 
That's great. That's great. Yeah, you know how to bring it back around to branding. Cause of course you did. That's why. <laughs> I would expect nothing less. <laughs> well, that's really important, and I'm glad you asked about that because I think a lot of people think of branding as a logo, mm-hmm. and I think that's, of course, the, probably the most important part of it because that's what everyone sees. Sure. But you know that if you have a logo out there but you don't have any messaging behind it, you don't know the story behind it, it doesn't really, it's just not going to be as powerful. Right. The content behind it and the messaging, if it's good, will amplify the logo and people will get the full picture and the full story. So it, it really goes hand in hand. And I love working with designers to create logos and messaging together and collaborate on that because I think it's just so much more powerful. Sure. Agreed. So when someone's looking at your logo and then going over to the content, it should everything should resonate. There should be a consistency in voice and tone. And I, I like that point, uh, that point you made a lot because people don't think of bringing branding into words. They think about it as colors, visuals, yes. and then they forget that my blog should resonate with my ideal client and it should kind of, it should hit on that, that voice. So you work with clients so that they're getting that more in-depth and less cookie cutter experience. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Absolutely. Yeah. Because when it comes down to it, you know, you, again, you're going to be the one that tells your story. Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to help people do is help people tell their story, tell the story of their business, tell the story of their brand and in a way, do it in a way that resonates throughout everything that they do. And it just keeps amplifying and echoing. And then it just, it becomes more and more powerful as you go on. So if, if somebody wanted to get, if a business wanted to get started with content, because it's pretty obvious you need content. You can't have a website without content. Mm-hmm. You should have a blog. I think, too, the way people shop now is a little different. They want to Google stuff. They want to understand. They want to read and then come in for the sale. They don't want they to be They want sold. your story. Yes, yeah. they want to yeah. know, and they want to hear it from you, and it helps mm-hmm. you appear as an authority. Uh, however, if a business wants to get started with content marketing and maybe they're not ready to work with a professional yet, can they DIY their own content? I think that people can. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't think that everybody has to hire a content marketer or a content writer. I think it depends on three things, though. There's there's sort of a three-legged stool here. And if you don't have all these three things, then you're okay. not going to work. Stool is going to fall own, over. You're not going to do your own <laughs> content. It's just not going to happen. Um, I always say you need skill, time, and desire. Now, most people probably have maybe two of the three. Sure. Yeah. They don't have that third piece, and the stool falls down. So maybe they have the skill. So, for instance, I deal with a lot of lawyers and lawyers are very skilled at writing. Now, a little sidebar to that is that writing law briefs is a lot different from writing yeah, web say. content. <laughs> but they do know how to write. So, okay. I liked your pun there, too, the sidebar. <laughs> yes, <right>? sidebar. <laughs> we will give them that. Um, but you know, what will happen is you know, they're, they might have the desire and they might have the skill, but they don't have the time. The time usually is the caveat that holds most people back. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you also might have somebody that says, "Well, I really, I, you know, I actually have time because I'm just beginning to mar- market my business, and I really want to tell my story." But their skill level is low, so the content they put out is poor, and bad content can actually be worse from you for you than no content at all. Oh wow! So really, it it's important to have every piece of that, and the fact is that most people don't. Mm-hmm. So usually, if I sit down with someone and they're just telling me that it's not within their budget at that point, or they're not ready to work with somebody. I just kind of sit tight because in about six months of trying to do it themselves, they'll be begging to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, to hire someone. It's just, it's too much. It's, it's an entire job on its own. And most people, once your business starts growing and changing and evolving, you don't have time for that. And when you say bad content can actually hurt your business, do you mean from just like 
it looks poorly when someone's coming into the website or can it actually hurt your business like for rankings and things like that? It absolutely can hurt your business for rankings. So I will tell you a little story. Um, I had a potential client, actually they were, they were a family member and they had been working with me on their web content and moving forward, I gave them a proposal to do some blog content for them. And they actually were approached, they were approached by like a content mill. Um, Mm. You know, someone who said to them, we're going to, you know, give you all this content. We're going to give you four articles a month for like some outrageously low sum, like $200 or something like that. Now I know that nobody can produce good content for that. I just know that. I mean, maybe some people can, but you're not going to be able to take the time you need to do the research. You know, you're not going to be able to do all that. So I knew that. And I said, okay, well, I totally respect that you have a budget. And if you want to give them a world, you know, you should do that. And you know, again, it's family, so I'm trying to be diplomatic. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that'd be nice. <laughs> so I said, but you know, this proposal stands, and if you want to, you know, work together, I would love to, and et cetera, et cetera. So they um, ended up, you know, hiring the other company. They went a few months, and then um, we sat down just to check on some other related projects. And I said, I just want to show you something. I took a line from their content, cut and pasted it, copied and pasted it, threw it into Google and found that they were using the exact content for, I want to say we had like 500 results. Ouch. I mean, some number that was so insane and ridiculous that it, it just didn't even make sense. Now, if you find the same results, there are only so many ways to say things. So, you know, you might find the same results maybe on a couple, but maybe on a couple sites. Yeah. But to find Not hundreds yeah. of results. In fact, the first page, there were people in the same business, obviously, because mm-hmm. it was an industry, you know, an industry piece that were literally in the same state and in the same city, some cases Ouch. blocks away <laughs> from this client. So basically Ouch. this, either either this content writer who was promising the world for 200 months was maybe they were just writing the same blog for everyone or just stealing, mm-hmm. basically plagiarizing. Or stealing, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, which you can get dinged for. And, we, and Google will definitely bring you down in the rankings. Mm-hmm. So if you're only doing it for SEO, then literally you just lost every, I mean, first of all, content like that from a content mill like that isn't going to be very good. So yeah. you've already lost out on you know the, the basic value of content, which is that people are going to read it and it isn't going to engage them. So if you're just saying, okay, well, this is just a cheap thing I'm doing and I'm doing it just for SEO, you're not even getting that value. Yeah. And I, I think it takes away from the authority too. If somebody's coming to your website and they're reading this blog that they've seen mm-hmm. the same content somewhere else, and there's no voice at this point. It's just that yeah. what you like the content mill. It's just the cookie cutter, yeah. plug and play content. What are they really getting from it? So it's like, yeah, you pay two hundred dollars, but why even bother? Just yeah. keep the two hundred. At that point, yeah, yeah keep your two hundred yeah. and just maybe write one blog article a month yourself. Mm-hmm. You know. And so I think that's an important point that content marketing, I will not lie, it's costly. Like mm-hmm. it's, you are hiring a writer. You are hiring somebody to research and write and interview. And there's so many aspects to it, depending on the kind of article we're writing. So what I try to say to clients is, you know, I'm going to give you a package and that's your best case scenario. But if this doesn't work for you, then tell me what will. You know, or pick out, let's, let's work together and figure out what your top priority is. Is it the blog? Is it social media? You mm-hmm. know, what, what piece of content really is your biggest priority and what is your budget? And then I can tell you what I can do for that because there's a huge range of things that can be done for content along a spectrum that runs from, 
you know, like maybe just under a thousand a month to like 20,000 a month. Yeah. And that's what gets intimidating for people. I mean, certainly there are big companies that are hiring content writers and, and paying a lot of money. But I think that for small businesses, it's just important to know what your actual budget is or what you can handle and, and then, and, and what your priorities are so that we can work together to figure out how we prioritize and how we get the projects done for you that you need. Well, I think it's, it's so hard for all of us being in the marketing industry. So Aileen is a writer and content. Bill does photography. Justin does branding and consulting. And I'm in social media. And, you, you know, you, I think you, you see these prices. You get, you, you know, so say you're a business and you go out for a quote and you get these prices and it's literally like you're getting, it seems like you're getting the same thing, like, you know, 10 pictures and three locations or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know for this price. And then you're getting it for this price. And then mm-hmm. the discrepancy in price can range sure. so much. And yes. it's like, well, if you went to get a quote for your house and it's the same scope of project, a kitchen remodel or something like that. And there was a range and scope of price from like, 1000 to 20000 wouldn't you be like, hmm, something seems wrong here. That's like, right. That's I, right. You know, but I know in you about I'd go for the 1000 all day long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you might not you end up with cabinets, but... Yeah. <laughs> you have a kidding. hole in the wall, you <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah. Just, it's cardboard cabinets. Yes, <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Like the ones just you had as a kid. Just that... a big hole in your house, yeah. <laughs> well, you and I have talked about this, Alicia. Like, mm-hmm. the... You know, here we are, we're in the marketing, and it's a very creative industry, and mm-hmm. pricing gets creative as well. So some people, you know, are, and some people, for whatever reason, are, are valuing themselves at the low end. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't know whether they're really awesome and just valuing themselves low, or whether they don't know what they're doing, and that's why they're valuing themselves low. Mm-hmm. Very true. So you don't know whether they're valuing themselves low, or whether the service is just low value. Yeah, more times than not, it's the low-value service, but That's yeah, I been agree my experience. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> and I've worked with, I mean, I've worked with so many web developers, web designers, like so many other professionals in this industry that I know at this point, if somebody says to me, oh, I can do it for this and t- goes to me a really cheap price, I already know that they don't know what they're doing. I already know they don't know what, what I want because if they are that cheap, then they they don't know all the work that goes into it. Yeah. Yes. I 100% agree. And then they end up resentful and that's not a good relationship and they don't stay in business long is the other thing. I find that, you know, if someone is saying to me, well, I can get it for a lot cheaper. This person will do it for me a lot cheaper. I said, you're going to be back in six months. I, mm-hmm. you can, again, your budget, you need to do what you're going to do. But these people Typically at be, those prices, don't, they don't stay around long either too. They don't. They don't because they can't afford it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So exactly. They, then they disappear and you're left with, a big mess to clean up. Sure. <laughs> yes, that's the best. It's going to cost them that much more on the opposite end, too. Because well, now yes. you've got to go clean up the mess on top of st- instead of starting from scratch. Yeah. Or, or even, starting from the beginning, you should say. Even worse, like, I, I don't know if it happens in photography, but in social media and maybe in content, they're like, well, I tried that and it didn't work. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, well, you tried that and you had, like, the worst blog ever and it didn't get you any traffic. It didn't get any engagement. Mm-hmm. But now you think content marketing doesn't work or something like yes. that. Have you had clients come in with that negative experience? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you have clients come in and they get burned because they don't know a lot about the industry. Mm-hmm. So they get what they think is content marketing and mm-hmm. social media management and engagement and design and photography. But you look at it and you know right away, no, 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 no. no. This was not a professional level service that you got. And I am so sorry, but now we've got to fix it. Mm -hmm. And it's hard because you now have to rebuild that trust. Sure. Very true. Yeah. And so 
with content marketing, what should a company look for when they're going out getting these quotes? Obviously, be wary if you're getting a quote that is promising you everything and it's super low. But in terms of like working with that content marketer, Aileen, what are the strategies? What is it that the questions that the content marketer should be asking? How do you spot a good content marketer, basically? Mm. There's um, about eight different questions. I know. <laughs> I, know that was, I do that. that was <laughs> Is there anyone you want? <laughs> I think how to spot a good content marketer is um, it's really looking at your relationship with that particular writer or that Mm -hmm. particular content marketer. Um, It's seeing whether you have a good connection. It's looking at the, you know, the samples that they're giving you. Like Mm -hmm. you should be able to look at the different samples and know that they can handle your industry, that they can handle, or if they haven't done your industry before, that they've got demonstrated expertise that will help them handle your industry. So for instance, I don't necessarily, I don't have a niche per se. I like to say my superpower is distilling really complex topics into um, interesting and engaging terms for laymen. Um, so that means I end up doing a lot of really sexy topics like risk management and compliance. Ooh. 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 I know. Wait a minute. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I know. <laughs> but I love it. I actually geek out over it because awesome. to me it's interesting. It's more, it's to me, it's a real challenge that I want to wrap my brain around. So I That's get cool. excited about it. So you want somebody who has that excitement. You sure. want somebody who's just as excited about your business as you are. I think that enthusiasm cannot be, um, at, I, I think, and it can't be replicated. So, sure. you know, you might get people who are kind of like, well, um, you know, we write a lot in the industry and if you feel like a lack of energy from them, like they're kind of ho-hum, then your content's going to be ho-hum and boring too. Makes sense. So I think there's that piece of it. And those are sort of, those are kind of esoteric ways of looking at it. But I think you can also look at, again, their, their samples. You can see whether they have a good quality of content out there. You can see whether they know what they're doing and have basic writing skills. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, have somebody look at their content and say, you know, does this interest you? Does this make you want to buy or engage or answer questions or, or do something with this? Does this make you want to take the next step? So I think it's that. And I think it's also... You know, not being afraid to ask questions, you know, about that person's experience and about, you know, what their plan is. Ask them what their process is. Mm -hmm. Um, This is an important question for me when I'm vetting um, people in creative is to say, what is your process? Because I know I have a process. And if someone is saying something to me like, oh, well, you know, I just kind of like wait for inspiration to come to me. Like, that doesn't mm, work no. in the real world. It's not really a process, yeah. You know? Do you have six months or a year to wait? <laughs> yes, yes, I know. You, you so, make a, a great point, though, because a lot of people will spend time looking at reviews for a restaurant if they're trying to decide mm-hmm. where to eat, mm-hmm. or they'll do infinite amount of research if they're buying, you know, they're getting a new pet, mm-hmm. but they won't put the same amount of effort into something that's an investment in their business. Like yeah. Well, saying, especially when, it, when it's under a creative type of thing. Yeah. Because they don't value the creative end of it unless we explain to them what the creative end of it is. Yes. They look at it, uh, I can only speak from my field, but, you know, oh, how hard is it to take a photo? Well, yeah, that's great, but mm-hmm. you're not taking into account everything that goes behind it. Yes. How is it to make a? Uh, how hard is it to make a logo? I can get one five bucks on Fiverr. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. How's that going to work for well, you? You know. I mean, that's another. I wanted to ask you, how do you present yourself in a way that's not seen as just a commodity? Sure. I mean, that's certainly the challenge with creative, especially with all of the different 
you know, fiber and, and all the different ways to make creative into a commodity. Mm -hmm. But what I try to do is, you know, tell clients, this is a relationship. Like this is not sure. just, I'm not going to just sit in my hovel and pump out content for you. We're going to talk. We're going to sit down. This is this is an ongoing process. That's when they get the shock look under if it's like, wait, I have to do something? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. definitely that. Yeah. Yes, yes. Like, but I try involved. to say, like, in the end, it's going to be easier for you, and you're I promise you will enjoy this. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I swear. I will I try to make it as pleasant as possible. But that, you know, that this is something where, and I will tell people, I love to collaborate. I want to hear from you. I want to know what you want your story to be about. And sure. yeah. usually, like, I sit down with somebody for an hour. By the end, I've got their story, and you can't get that on Fiverr. No, mm, no. very true. No, no, no. Not to bash Fiverr because you know no, they're trying to make a living too. But. We can bash Fiverr. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we kidding. I'm kidding. Fiverr Unless is, they need content. Fiverr, are you Fiverr is fine. I have I have told clients <laughs> that it, it's fine to use Fiverr, mm -hmm. and if you want McDonald's to cater your wedding. You can that's do right. that. That's right. <laughs> so it's it's their choice in the end. Absolutely. I think that's sure. what ends up, you know, really it's your choice. But it's they have to know what they're okay. choosing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, it's like when I was doing weddings, you know, somebody would say, Hey, I got this person that offered to do it for a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, these are your family memories. Are you going to want them? Want your to trust them to someone? Your most important day of your entire life. Exactly. Do yeah. you want to trust that for a hundred dollar photographer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and with your business, I mean, think about your business yeah. and the kind of value that it has, sure. mm. and the kind of value it's going to continue have if you build it right. Absolutely. Yep. And I, so I try to, I try to um, position content always as an investment, because. It's something that once you create it, it's yours. I mean, when I create content, my clients own it. It's your, it's theirs. So once, once we create that, you own that forever. And there are so many things you can do with it. Mm -hmm. You know, take like a, a 300 to a thousand word blog. There are so many pieces you can pull out from that. And mm -hmm. I try to talk to clients about that too. Like we're creating something that can be multi-purposed for multiple channels of promotion forever. Right. I mean, there are certainly, you know, things change in industries and we have to update things from time to time sure. for technology and changes in your, in your business. But most of the stuff we write is relatively evergreen and with a few tweaks, you can use it forever. Yeah. Repurpose so, it on social media. You can break it yep. into smaller segments. You Chunks know, for, here and there. Right. You can turn it into a script for an explainer video. Mm -hmm. Yes. There's a lot of things you can do with it. I mean, There's so, it's so a really much. Uh, valuable piece of raw material. Yes. So it's really, I talk about creating a bank of content that you can use forever and ever on end going forward. And I also use examples because I have some clients who I've been working with now for several years. I have several great ongoing clients. And so we have now at the point, you know, I have one client, um, a, a car dealership, and we've been, we've created over 200 articles for them. Wow. So at this point, you know, they, we don't even need to create new content for the most part. We just pull from stuff, you know, from previous years, tweak it, spin it up and, and put it out there. I have another client, oh, yeah. an allergist, like, you know. People have short memories. I've, I've repurposed articles that are like just a little over a year old. Yeah, you can, you can do that. So I think that's also important to know that we're, you're creating a bank of content that you can use, you know, forever, mm -hmm. um, you know, with tweaking, obviously, and using it correctly, not just kind of trotting out the same thing and being boring, but realizing that you're creating something that has value going forward. And then what will, I guess, what is the end goal with content? What will it accomplish? If you really go in on a content marketing strategy, 
say they contact 3AM and they're, <laughs> they're going forth, they have never done content marketing before, what do you feel like a good strategy will accomplish, a good content marketing strategy will accomplish for a business? I think a good content marketing strategy is going to establish you and your business as an expert. It's going to give you that bank of content to draw from and promote for years to come. And finally, content is still the best bang for your buck when it comes to SEO. Nice. That there just isn't anything that that does it. There's no you can't trick Google. Mm-hmm. Like you can maybe for a little while, but then they change the rules and that's it. Mm-hmm. And now you're on to the next strategy that you paid for. So you may as well have your strategy be something that has consistently over time been the the thing that Google wants mm-hmm. and that the search engines are highlighting and rewarding. Um, so well, I think, I think it makes sense because Google wants to reward people who put in work mm-hmm. and time and anybody who's trying to get a quick win, they're not going to get the same type of payoff. Gaming the system is only going to take you so far yeah. and then you're going to be back at square one and then you're going to have to fix it. So you mm-hmm. may as well just do it right from the start. And content, I mean, you can have your social media and you can have some a YouTube channel, which helps with SEO or having your listings correct mm-hmm. or setting up your title tags, but co- like good content, like like continuously publishing a well-written blog and keeping up with it, that's a lot of work. And so they're rewarding you for that. So that does make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Very good. It yields the returns for years to come. Nice. And so um, I guess if you... So we talked a little bit about DIYing it. <laughs> but if somebody was ready to hire a content marketer, we talked a little bit about having the desire, the skill, and the time. <laughs> How could they find you, Aileen? Well, they can find me at my website, which is www.3amwriters.com, or they can email me at aileen at 3amwriters.com. Um, they could call me, but I'm much better by email. Okay. <laughs> the written word stands. The written word is always the best, um, you know, the best for me. helps me track everything. And, and we'll put your contact information in the uh, show notes so that way everybody does want okay. to get told of you. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was really great having you on the podcast today. It was Thank uh, you. You know, very informative and a joy to talk to. And congratulations on that spelling bee win. <laughs> I, it's really yielded many, many returns in my life. So there you go. That's awesome. <laughs> thanks so much. Thank, Thank you. you. And with that, um, we're done until next week, right? Yeah. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And until next time, see ya. See ya. Thank you for joining us today. And as always, you can find the back episodes of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Both of them are the Marketing Essentials team. You can find us on the web at marketingessentialsteam.com. And if you subscribe through our website, you'll receive a weekly email and letting you know when each episode has been published. Also, you'll receive a link to subscriber-only content. You can also find us on Facebook and our private Facebook group. Just search Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. It's a great place for other marketing professionals and business owners where we can share marketing advice, challenges, and general trends. Hope to see you there.